Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Cool, 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 Cool Down. And today we have a very, very, very special guest, guys. Something we actually very excited about because between uh, the squad, we've been trying for a long time to get Prince on board here, and it seems like we have finally managed to make it happen. So, Prince, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Ah, good evening, guys, and yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I didn't know that you guys were trying to get out of me. I mean, when when you guys um, spoke to me about the um, about the opportunity, I was very you know I was very pleased you know to come and join you guys. So thank you very much for having me. I'm pleased to be here. Oh. No, thank you, thank you. Well, look, to be fair, we we were trying to find the right moment and the right time, and we just think we've been following you for such a such a while now. We're just like the timing is perfect, and I'm just glad it's all worked out. And uh, Selo is actually the one who came up with the idea. Selo, you might as well start off with some questions that you want to throw his way because he's the man of the hour. Uh, man, don't make me the man of the hour. I'm just, I, I guess, I guess I started. No, 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 no. You're not the man of the hour. Prince is the man of the hour. You need to ask oh, the man Prince, of the hour the oh, question. Oh, okay. Oh, I must ask the man of the hour the questions. No, no, no. Yeah, no. there think, we go. There I, we go. I, I think I started, I started um, seeing Prince's tweets probably like about 2019. Uh, especially around the whole foreign players um, and how they were doing, you know. I think obviously we all know the the common players that are that are playing overseas, but he would uh, post about the players that we didn't know about, you know. Um, you know, players coming from the Stars of Africa Academy going straight to Europe, which is amazing. KZN Academy going to Europe as well. So I think he's obviously been following their progress and posting a lot of content about them, which is which is great to see. Uh, but yeah, Prince, uh, I think. You, I think maybe the introduction can be how did you, you know, start this whole journey that, that you're on currently? Um, because obviously um, you, you started somewhere to get to where you are now. And now, obviously, you're, you're part of Far, uh, Far Post, uh, which is obviously a new publication. Um, uh, thank you very much. Um, and thank you. You know, um, you know 2019 is quite, a, you know, it's quite a while back. I mean, uh, two years ago, um, if I if I if I may say so, I, that means a lot to me. I mean, you know, to cut the long story short, man, um, what drove me to do what I do is the passion that I have for for the national team, uh, specifically for the national team. And you know, when the national team was not doing well, it's been some time that the national team has not when? been doing well. <laughs> yeah, um, it has but, been a while. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. you know, after after enduring the pain for for all these years, and when we you know, I would say from around 2004, when we kept going to tournaments, you know, get knocked out in group stages, and eventually we ended up, uh, you know, not qualifying for tournaments, you know, from around 2008 coming up, we qualified for one, and then we would skip two tournaments and qualify for another, and when we go there, we'd even leave some tournaments without even a goal, having, scoring, having scored a goal. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. so it started, you know, as, as a passionate fan, and as a passionate uh, a football person, it bothered me as to why we're not doing well as a country, and uh, through the research that I was able to conduct, it, it came to my attention that um, realistically is that between the time that we're doing well, which I would say 2002 going down to 96, and the time that we started going down, you know, to where we are today, which I think is the lowest that we've been in, in all these years, um, we, we, we don't have quality players that are playing overseas uh, in the top leagues and that are playing as regulars and, 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 and all of those things. So as part of that research, then I gave, you know, myself a task. And I think fortunately for me, when I started doing this thing of monitoring and, and, and profiling our players and to a certain extent discovering um, uh, players, 
um, I arrived at the time where the new prospects or a generation of young players was emerging, uh, which this boy that I'm wearing a T-shirt of, uh, Labohang Piri, is one of those players that emerged at the time uh, that were starting to move overseas and, and starting to, you know, establish themselves at a young age from the academies and, and the clubs. So from then on, I never stopped, man. And, and I think I've grown, I've grown, you know, strength to strength. At, at the beginning, because what I do uh, sort of has something new, there was a lot of resistance. Uh, from the local, the local friends, from coaches and everyone, and yeah, but with time, people understood the importance uh, of of us being able to monitor and and track down these boys, and 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 to a certain extent give them a support system that would, would, would enable them okay. to do better where they are. So I've been doing that for some time, and yeah, I mean it's getting you know it's getting better and better for me, as, as painful as it is to see the national team not qualifying now. I, yeah, I've man. seen you tweet even once that you you tried to put your CV in there at Safa and to to say that you can do a job for them scouting, you know all these uh, overseas players. But uh, you uh, what what happened there? What, what happened when you when you tried to ask Safa for 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 a job basically? Uh, so basically, uh, it wasn't necessarily asking for a job, but it was sort of to say, okay, look, um, South Africa doesn't have this type of expertise. Um, you know, I, I always narrate a story of Stanton Fredericks, whom I've become very close with, when he tells me that you, you had to come back from Russia to come and play in South Africa for him to be noticed by national, national team coaches. And he, meaning that he had to sacrifice and leave everything that side in Russia because no one is monitoring him, no one is, you know, mm. uh, checking his progress. Mm. And to a certain extent, mm. uh, because this thing goes beyond, uh, even beyond, you know, just football alone. Sometimes players just, you need to know what's happening with players' personal lives to give them the support, you know. Because when you know that you loved at home and you appreciated at home and you are supported, to a certain extent, it pushes you. So Stanton said, ah, it was mm. cold in Russia. I was not watched and I knew if I wanted to play in the 2006 World Cup, uh, I had to come back from Russia and play in the PSL, which was, a pa- it was painful for me. So, 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 so for us mm. to prevent such stories, we need to then bring the players and their lives and their performances and everything closer to the, to the coaches and to the people so that we are able to sit here and know uh, so-and-so in Sweden is, doing, is playing like this and be able to even watch them live and, and have a, a fair report on them. Because now what you see, uh, recently, for example, I'll, I'll give you an example. Kigan Dole is not playing football. Dean mm-hmm. Feman is not playing football. Bongani Zung is not playing football. Uh, but they were all called to the national team, not because of yes. their performances, but mainly because of yeah. their reputation. Mm. Yeah. We have Keith Links who's playing football week in, week out. You've got Spepalos Tolle in Portugal who's playing week in, week out. But they're left out because they are presumably youngsters and you know, they've not necessarily been in the system with, with, with the coaches. And then mm. um, you, 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 fight, you, you feel very, uh, um, you feel hurt when the coach uses, uses such players who are, who are bench warmers who are not playing as an excuse to say, this is why I didn't qualify. But those players are not playing football in the first place. What difference could they have made if, if they were here? We, we don't know. So, so, so for me, I think, you know, that's part of the, of the reasons why I, I, I do what I do. So I submitted to mm. Safa to say, we must set up this office that's going to deal with specifically monitoring, uh, profiling, yeah. and you know, basically managing relationships with players and to a certain extent organizing all these things of passports and all these things because you'd find boys like, uh, for example, Jauge Lotaugo, the South Indian, that he qualified for South Africa, but he might have paperwork issues here and there. That office would deal with those things. So, mm. you know, um, yeah, I submitted everything. I think it's work that I'd been, I'd been doing for around six, six, seven years at the time. 
Uh, I submitted, you know, to SAFA. I gave them everything, including all the research that I've been doing all these years that I since I started. And for for um, free, yeah, like um, yeah. Oh, you know what, man? Um, it, like I said, when I started doing what I'm doing, it was mainly for the national team. So when the president called me to say, okay, let's have a meeting. Let's hear what you let's let's see what you what you are saying. I thought, okay, this is a perfect opportunity. Then, you know, um, so SAFA took 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 took. Um, took that proposal, but there's been nothing, you know, productive of it. And I think two weeks ago, the coach went on radio with Robert Marau and said, they don't have someone doing that. So I was a bit shocked because I thought, you know. Um, you still tweeted they, it. They, I think you still tweeted it. And I, I still lost my head off. I was like, how? if you just follow you on Twitter, we can, I, I all of a sudden have an extensive database to who's playing overseas because of what you're tweeting. So how can they not even just access your tweets? Never mind an actual document that you've now handed to these people. That's exactly. ludicrous. Sorry, continue there, Prince. Yeah, yeah, man. So, and I, I think that's part of our problems, you know, in, in South Africa, is that even if you you are coming to, to contribute or to, to do something positive that will help the national team, if you are just Prince, who's Prince from where, who's, who's, who's he friends with, who, you know, all of those mm, things, mm. then I just honestly think that's why, because if I submitted that, all those years ago, when even Stuart Baxter was there, we've had these conversations, and now the coach can go and say, we don't have someone. It means probably they're looking for someone else to do the job for them because the coach goes on national TV every day, and you can hear some of the words he's saying that, okay, this, this, this is coming from the work that I've given Safa. Profiling, you know, he speaks of profiling every day, he speaks of monitoring every day. Those are ideas that I gave to them, but... Uh, Maybe to a certain extent, because I've seen in certain articles that the coach says they are having that they are doing that program. Maybe they've decided to do it, and 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 not with me though, you know. So that's the sad <laughs> part about you know about, about our country. But the fact that he is went and admitted that they don't have anyone, and 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 things are going, you know, the, the way that they are going. Um, yeah, it's quite worrying. And part of that proposal was to say. Since we didn't qualify for AFCON 2017 and didn't qualify for the World Cup in 2018, let's go younger. Let's take the Rio players, which is the 2016 Rio players uh, that yeah. were led by Kigen Dolly, who is a 93, and let's take the under-17 uh, World Cup uh, group and take the under-20 under World mm -hmm. Cup group in 2019. Yeah. And then let's, let's merge those groups together. And mm. then let's, let's, have, let's have a national team. So let's start afresh. You know, that was part of the proposal. And then today... Uh, we are back at square one where we were at that time, and none none of those things were were, were implemented. I mean, Luther Singh, Luther Singh should have been in the national team. I don't know God for how long, mm. uh, yeah. but Luther Singh is, to, is almost 24 years old in August, and it's only now he's still being integrated, and he's almost 24 years old. Tebukhomukwena should have been a regular in the national team, but Tebukhomukwena is, is on the sidelines. We don't know what's happening. Sipombule just went and warmed the bench. Uh, mm. But we know those players that they can offer, and I think we would have rather have lost with them, which I don't think we would have done to lose with the old players that have been there for the past ten years. Uh, uh, Prince, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna maybe this before before the other guys ask, start asking their questions. Just in terms of Bafana and where we went wrong with this qualifying, and where should we going um, going forward? Because I know it's highly impossible that Danny Jordan is going to resign and everyone else in the, in the executive is going to resign, you know, um, what can be done going forward? I, and I, and I doubt that the coach will resign because the, the coach 
is looking after his, his paycheck. There's a contract in place. If he gets fired, then there's be a compensation from Safa. If he resigns, he, he's forfeiting basically the money. And and obviously, uh, it's it's a it's a, it's a cost cutting measure on both sides. So what can be done going forward? Because we've got the World Cup qualifiers against three countries who just qualified for Afghan, Ethiopia, Zimbabwe, and Ghana. All three have qualified. We haven't qualified. We're playing against teams who have qualified and be basically mm. the, the minnows in that group. Oh, irony. My brother. It's tough. Um, I think, number one, if you can't qualify for an AFCON tournament, how in the world do we expect you to qualify for World Cup? Um, number one. Yeah. And, and, and I just honestly think, unless we are basically, I mean, if, if we are saying, I think the coach you know, should have resigned uh, by now. I expected the yeah. coach to have resigned by now. And there's a press conference that suffered tomorrow. Um, I expect that maybe they will announce that the coach has resigned because reality of the matter is that um, when the coach was brought in, uh, he was not the right man for the job because yeah. we all know that the coach had never coached at professional level. The coach had only coached the under-17, <laughs> which is amateur level, <laughs> and he had coached at APC Mutsepe. And before that, then was brought into into Bafana Bafana. Now, I don't. I, if the coach continues, I wouldn't expect anything. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything better, you know. Um, and I think mm-hmm. if Safa said the coach must continue, it would be a big insult to all of us. Uh, and I think it will just show how much Safa doesn't respect us, and us. We not stand. We don't stand for 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 you know. We don't stand up for our football because since 2004, these guys have been doing this thing. They will. Uh, they, will, they will say the coach might continue. Even if they fire him, they will tell you that, no, there's now a selection committee of five people who are friends, and then they will appoint another coach that's going to give us the same results. And they've been doing this thing since 2004. And I think, you know, uh, I expect the coach to resign, but I think in terms of appointing a new coach, I expect a different strategy. And I expect, honestly, uh, it would be nice to see the people getting involved to a certain extent. And, you know, people are speaking about petitions, matches, and, and I'll support that kind of that kind of that kind of thing, because the reason why Safa has not even said anything now is Tuesday uh, at night. They've not said anything. No, no, no apology about what has happened. No statement about how disappointed they are. Nothing. It's because they know mm. we are not going to do anything. We'll just chat like this, exactly. you know, and then that's it. Then yes. tomorrow they take and a decision with tweets yeah. only. And and that's that for me. To... Sorry, Wonga. I just want to say you can ask a question now. I just want to say for me, this is not a question. This is a statement. The biggest issue we have is exactly that: the fact that someone's house can be untidy. They can invite you into the house without cleaning up and not give two shits about it. Go look. I don't care about my untidy house. And the fact that you don't mm-hmm. like my company, I actually don't care. We're gonna laugh it off anyway. And this isn't a serious matter. The fact that we can accommodate poor results and make that a part of our culture. We went from a winning culture to a mediocre culture, and that seems to be accepted. And the fact, like you said, there's no action, that is the issue for me here. And this is actually, you know, I thought this was going to be a funny chat today. I was like, are we going to have some good jokes? But now when you're saying these things, it just, it boils. It boils underneath your skin. I don't know. It's just a frustrating sort of thing. Sorry, Wonga, go ahead. What did you want to say? Um, Yeah, I just wanted to, you see there on, um, you see Darren, um, Smalley, sorry, the guy I used to actually study with as well. Um, he's also saying he said that the first comment, he, first question asked is um, to bring bring Shakes back. Shakespeare. And now, no. Yeah, so I want to he ask says, you Shakes, now. Um, Shakes has, has done his job. I, now I hear you. So my question is now, how, in your opinion, um, I've got my own, but in your opinion, how much do you do you think? I mean, these results over all these years attributed to the coach. 
is a result of the coach. Uh, come again. Especially I, I now. The okay, so right, let me just actually focus on now. The, the results we are seeing now, us not qualifying for the World Cup, is it yeah. a result of um, the coach? Yeah, honestly, I think it is because from number one, I think I've been very vocal personally about team selection. Uh, the national team plays uh, for in, the national team is together for a week or just maybe eight days or I'm not a week at most. And when you go to a camp, you need players that are playing regularly at their, at their club first. And number two, you need players that are performing at their clubs when you are going into that camp. Now, yeah. like I said earlier, South Africa, you know, the selection is based on reputation more than performance. Now, yeah. Players like Kik and Dole were, were, were picked because of their reputation. We all know what Kik and Dole can offer as a player. But the reality yeah. is that Kik and Dole was not fit, was not playing well, was not doing well, but he was in the squad. Uh, you had a Luther Singh that had just got a goal and assisted a goal in, in, in the previous weekend. But when he came to South Africa, he was benched on Thursday against Ghana. Um, you know, uh, the coach went with uh, Slanti and Mayela in, in one game. And he went with, um, I think, he went with, with around six six defenders plus a defensive and plus two defensive midfielders. Holders, now, yeah. it, that will tell you that the coach is going for a throw. Now, in the game against Sudan, you, you, the coach plays the same formation. I mean, I remember at one point he substituted Pesita for Islandi when we were losing, uh, uh, you know, uh, which showed that the coach was going for a throw. So I think he got his tactics all wrong. He got his selection mm-hmm. wrong. And, and, and I just think... The whole obsession, you know, that when you listen to his interviews, there's one word that you can underline, and the word is experience. His obsession with experience is what let him down in these mm. qualifiers because I just think, honestly, I just think, you know, if it doesn't matter if a player is 16 years, 17 years old. If he's good enough and he's playing and performing, he must be in the national team. And as, 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 as if we are still continuing to be obsessed with players that have been there since 2010, and then uh, we've been failing and being beaten by Mauritania, Cape Verde, and many other. Now Sudan can add Sudan to the list and expect different results when we pick them tomorrow. I, I think really, I mean, we've been diagnosing this problem with the same with 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 the same medication, and the medication has been proven that it's not working. Why are we not looking at other angles? We see the best nations in the world; they are going younger, they are going braver, yes. and the results are showing. But what, what is it about a, 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 70, a South Africa that's ranked number 71 that's so special than uh, not to be brave enough like a Germany that's ranked in the top 10? We see P3 mm. in Spain. We see so many other no, players. So I just think... You know, when you're saying that, I just think to myself now, Ivory Coast, for instance, just picked Amat mm-hmm. Diallo, for instance, right? He's, 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 yeah. yes, he's, he just moved to Manchester United and he's, he's in the Manchester United squad and they just picked him. He played... I think 10 minutes in the in the first game that they won, not this one against Tobi, but the other one. And he played 10 minutes. I When was the last time we saw an 18-year-old playing for, for Bavano Avan? I don't even know. No, I think the problem with that is that we'll tell you that, uh, you know, Amad Diallo, by the way, has not played in the Premier League. I'm, I'm not sure if people are aware. True, true. He only He's played, only played in, the, in Europa. In, in, yeah. in league, Europa. Yeah. He only played in Europa. Um, Kanyali Shabel has made his debut, for example, for Leicester City in England. But when you want Kanyali Shabela in the squad, Kanyali Shabela is exposed to a much... By the way, men may argue that Spain and England, between Spain and England, which is the number one league in the world, you know? But I think at the moment, uh, uh, we can say that England is, the, England is the best league in the world. And Kanya just made his debut in that league. But in South Africa, they would tell yeah. you that, no, 
he is not playing regular first team football. Right. They would rather go pick a 31-year-old Hamaldin uh, uh, who's one to come and make his debut at one. Do you see the problem that we're facing? True, true, true. But but I think let's let's go two steps back there. I just want to say, you know, we obviously highlighting the fact that the coach is the issue. We are fully aware that he was like Darren says, out of his depth. We know he wasn't qualified, and you know, you were saying the experience was a matter. And the irony is that someone who lacks experience is now overcompensating on experienced players to help him carry carry his reputation. And again, we go one step further. And the issue again isn't it's not his fault he got the job. Sure, he he landed his ass in the butter. You know, you go back yes. to the administration going, they wanted to get someone. They obviously couldn't afford who they wanted to get. So they just gave this oak the job and hoped for the best. And the fact that they were hoping for the best <laughs> just shows how disrespectful they were towards what we are doing as a nation when we are successful in other sports. And when you've got yeah. your resources that we have, we have the resources. The players get paid the money. One of the reasons why they're so soft. Then we start looking, we say the Banyana team. Let's look at Banyana. Banyana is a case study. This team is fighting tooth and nail for scraps to get recognition, never mind any financial backing, just recognition. And those ladies go and perform with minimal resources. So why not then let's make the decision and go, well, something's working there. Let's actually cut back what we're doing with these men and actually put some focus and attention there and see what we can get out of this. Because right now it's actually yeah. pathetic in my mind. I don't know. Prince, in terms of the, the overall thought and the planning, in terms of the ladies versus the men's side, how would you go about this? I understand we need to rectify the problems right now. But if you've got one sort of stream that is working, why not focus some sort of attention there? You know, man, um, I've, 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 you know, we've had this conversation for so many times. And, and the question even it goes to the issue of salaries. Why is Banyana Banyana being paid? Um, you know, small salaries than Bafana Bafana players because Banyana Banyana over the years has been doing much better than Bafana Bafana. Um, Safa will tell you about sponsors and all of these things, but you know, I don't think that's an excuse enough. If if you look at the Banyana Banyana is playing, they need to take some of the money that they're investing in Bafana Bafana and invest it in Banyana Banyana while we're trying to rebuild, you know, a Bafana Bafana with young players and, 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 and bring in a coach that's going to be there for a very long time. I mean, there's been many debates now recently on Twitter as to who must take over Bafana Bafana. But um, we've seen countries, uh, we've seen Algeria, Algeria win the AFCON with a, a former player. We've seen Senegal go for Sisse, who's a former player. We've seen, um, you know, so many examples that I can give you. Even in Europe, you've got guys like Shevchenko who are now heading Ukraine, and Ukraine is coming up, you know, in, in they're in their, their coming up in, in their football, and they're competing now with the big countries. So we need to have former players that are qualified take over the national team, and we need to involve coaches that are proven in terms of development. I mean, we all know that Farouk Khan, is probably one of the best development coaches, you know, in the country. He's produced so many, so many players with the legal resources that he has, as stars of Africa, for example. Why not have guys like that uh, involved in our under-17, now under-20? So I think if we can get that right, and if we can say this is the, the technical team that must take us forward, at least for the next 10 years, with coaches that we know, that when we bring them there, um, they are going to start afresh with young players, and they are going to bring in players on merit. And then I think we can take it from there. I mean, to a certain extent, I've, I've said that we can even we must even cap the age now. We must say if you are 29 and above, you, you must not play in the next. Looking mm. at where we are. 
100 percent i, think, I completely know, agree to, with that yeah they, they, they're crocs Prince, they must re- sure. they must retire they must retire hey claudio so, players, yeah, players, they, they, players that you played against must retire now hey, claudio. yeah so prince there's too many players there's too many so, players i've played against getting call-ups now that are my age and i'm 31 that's a problem that's a big big problem i mean i like the guys and good luck to them but that's still a problem sorry wonga you were gonna say you're gonna say that yeah, no, it's, um, no, Prince, um, I completely agree with you there. Um, and for me, um, my whole, uh, I find a failure in software in terms of where they fail. It's not, it's not on the pitch. I think what we're seeing is a result of the administration and the management of software. Um, if you look back, um, and now the funny thing is now, before we got this, uh, when we were talking here, guys, I looked now, uh, before I was, I, I was telling Claudio about this as well, Vision 2022. Uh, it's coming out a lot after this this win. That um, I mean, after this loss, sorry, win for Zidane, loss, uh, loss for South Africa. It's coming a lot now on the internet. And people are talking about it and they're saying, you know, Vision 2022, these are the targets. Um, South Africa was meant to qualify for the World Cup. How can they qualify now? And they're just talking about the teams qualifying for these final stages. But Vision 2022 is much larger than that. In fact, Vision 22 also covers out and they also pinpointed there what, um, to what um, Prince was saying is that it's, you, need, you need coaches. Um, the coaches are, 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 the, are, are fundamental to, to, to everything. So what, how, do you, how do you now then change these coaches? How do you make these coaches better coaches so they can get us better players? You have to coach the coaches. So often, mm. 2022, I don't know the number. I looked, because uh, I looked uh, I looked at it last year, I looked at it again. I tried to look for it again. I can't find this, this paper, but they had it word for word. I don't know where the paper is now. I can't find it. It was on the net. It's not there anymore. I don't know if there's a coincidence. But um, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's uh, they, they said they want something like 100,000 coaches um, by end of, uh, this was in 2012, by end of 2022. They want 100 and something thousand coaches in the grassroots. They're not close to that. And even Danny mm. Jordan now, when he was speaking, they, yesterday, um, when was it? They, in 2019, they, he's got a three-minute video of where he's uh, telling the people um, to be entering phase two of the, of, of, the um, of the plan. Mm. But phase one was horrifically um, attended to. So when, yeah. yeah, implemented. So when they, when they look at it again, he's look, he's, he tells you, We've qualified for this. The under seventies are qualified for the, the this. They qualified for that. The national team, but they don't. The coaches. You know what he said about the coaches? He's, all he said was, "We need to accelerate um, um, the development of the coaches." Again, yeah. South Africa. Again, in South Africa, we can coach. I can coach any team without a license. If I go to England, I need to have that coaching license to coach. If I'm at the yeah. development, and then level, the irony, the irony of that, Wonga, is those those amounts of coaches applying for jobs in the UK are all licensed, and they're struggling to get jobs. That's the irony. Yes. So I think, I think Prince, what he's pretty much alluding to is the fact that we keep talking about development. We keep talking about that sort of aspect of the game and how we need better players. But how can we produce better players when our coaches haven't been developed? And that's the irony in sure. all of this. So question, question for you, though, Prince, is one, something we, we've got a, a regular here. We've got Scott Woodhouse, and he comes from all the way from Scotland, and he watches all our shows. And he's got a question specifically lined up because he knows – you love tracking our players. And he says, question for you, who's the potential up-and-coming star from South Africa that everyone needs to look out for? Um, does he have an age or, I can, or any player? Anyone. Does he have, anyone. Does he have the, one any player. You, the one that you uh, want. Quite, the, the one 
Yeah, no, anyone there's quite a few. Anyone, uh, anyone we don't know. I know there's quite a few, but for me, I would think everyone must look out for a boy called Boypelo Boypelo Mashiko. Uh, he plays in Germany for for Unterhaching. Unterhaching is in the third division. He's 17 years old. I think he's turning 18 now in April. Um, yeah, he's bound to go to the Bundesliga. I think there's three teams that have offered him a deal in the Bundesliga. And yeah, he's already a first-team player. And I think, yeah, look, that's a player that I think everyone needs to look out for, you know. But we've got a, quite a few um, in South Africa. There's Kaukelo Chauke, we all know he plays in Southampton. Um, yeah. There's a boy, Uli Shabela, everyone knows Uli Shabela. Um, there's another boy in Spain, you know, uh, Mwanza. Mwana um, Mwanza, he plays for, he plays in, in, the, in the fourth division now, but I think he's only 16, so he's also got a lot of potential. But for me, if you, if you were to ask me to, na- to name one player, I would say it's Boy Pelo Mashiko um, at the moment, because, I mean, at the age of 17, he's playing regular first-team football, and uh, you've got, you know, uh, a few Bundesliga teams that are looking at him, and yeah, I'm expecting quite a lot from him, you know. Um, there's another one in, in Cardiff City called Siabong Ligenza. He's also 17. He just signed his first professional contract with, uh, with Cardiff, Cardiff City. So, I, I, yeah, there's quite a few that I'm expecting in the next uh, year or two to, to, to come out of the shelves. And who do you, who do you pick um, as a coach? Let's say, obviously, you're not kept with this coach. Who do you pick as a coach now? Now? Sorry, Wonga, are you asking if he's Bufane coach now? Who does he throw into the team? Is that what you're <laughs> no, no, I'm asking well, who, coach. Who I'm asking coach? if he's Danny Jordan. If he's sitting on right, that chair right, with right. those bucks, Danny Jordan, who oh. are you taking as I know for me, for, for me, For me, I would definitely go for someone who's, uh, who's won it all as a coach. Uh, I mean, uh, who's won it all in, in the PSL, who's won it all in the African continent. And someone who's proven, I mean, who's got the experience and uh, he, pl- he plays, you know, as a brand of football that you can associate with South Africa. Uh, that is now on a short-term basis. So I would look at Pizza for the next five years and then I would have Benny to assist him because Benny must take over for the, for the next, uh, for, an, for another five years. So basically mm-hmm. for those, two, I, would, I would have those two for the next 10 years, you know, uh, assisting each other. And then I'll probably choose Coach Farouk and uh, Coach Kevin Johnson to, to head up our development because remember those two, uh, Kevin Johnson and Farouk Khan are the pioneers of what we used to call the School of Excellence. Uh, they're the ones who started the whole thing. They're the ones who produced the number of players and the project was a success. We, we all know what's happening. I mean, Farouk is involved now with Stars of Africa. He's produced the likes of Luther Singh currently, Tibang Pete, May Matlang, Loranti, with the legal resources that he has, uh, you know, the likes of Tefo Mashamaite and all these players. So if he can be given such a project, I believe, you know, we can go far in terms of developing the youth. But I think if we were to have Pizzo and Benny, I think that would be my, my ideal combination moving forward now, you know. And then we'd have a young squad that they must start afresh with. I think, no, Prince, no. I think you might be reaching there with uh, Pizzo. I don't think Safa will be able to afford Pizzo. We, we know the ego the man has. And now he's, he's doing things overseas. He's going to ask for the same amount. He's going to say, how much did you pay Carlos Alberto Pereira? I'm going to charge 10 times more. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna ask for that money. But, and he's not afraid to ask. <laughs> but but you know, Safa has money. They can make a plan. I mean, if they can pay Pereira uh, that Safa money, why not? Is it because he's local? <laughs> that's, no, that's, that's, that's what we think. That's what we think. But I just think if I, I, I honestly just think if it's the will of the people, you know, I, that's what I'm saying. People must then come out now. And say if Pizza, we're calling you. I don't think Pizza would refuse the call. I mean, just said he came out and said. He wants to go back to Bafana Bafana. And what better time for Pizzo to come back to Bafana Bafana than when we're going to the World Cup in Qatar? That's his dream. Yeah. 
True. Yeah. So I think to a certain extent, if we can stand up as South Africa now, not Deniotan, because Deniotan has been, yeah, not, we can't rely on Deniotan really in terms of appointing a coach now. If we can stand yeah. up and even go to a certain extent, I believe we must even now go and submit a memorandum to suffer for what we want. We don't want no selection committees anymore. Mm, true. Yeah. Or are we going okay. to sit and, and have another selection committee that's going to give us another surprise coach and then, yeah, we must go back to the same process again. So, but I it, think it's time for us to, to voice ourselves now. Yeah. You see, but that's the problem. You see, like, even if we voice ourselves, the thing is, there's no... Even if you, if you compare it with other leagues in the world, there's, there's no standards in this country. There's no standards to be a coach. You know, there's no standards... Um, no, that's very true. For, 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 there's no standards for an academy. You know, a simple there's no, thing there's like no, that. There's no standards there's, for us anything. getting foreign, foreign players. Foreign players coming to PSL could be any person. Yes. You know, there's no standards. Exactly. There's no, no, that's there's, true. There's, there's that's no, true. You, have be, you have to be playing CAF Champions League or you have to be playing CAF Confederation Cup. Like, you know, if you go to the UK, you have to have played, um, you know, certain, obviously, the visa requirements have changed. Mm, Perfect scenario. Exactly. Exactly, there's certain standards, you know what and I mean. But in Africa, yes. you can go get some other guy in in other, India in a far in a far away. Some Brazilian, some Brazilian playing in India can come here and get something. So, and exactly. it's even like you know, yeah, no, that's true. Even, like, even our license, you know, the CAF license. You um, so UF, if I have a UEFA license, I can coach anywhere in the world. If I have a CAF license, it's not the same. I can only coach in Africa and and and, and I think in Asia, if I'm not mistaken. But you mm. see, it's just and and I can understand why they say that, but. It's just our standards are, yo. It's I mean, with, well, the standards. That but to be to to be, to be fair, but but to but to be fair, um, let's look at and and, and let's be realistic into, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, let's look at countries who just qualified for the Afcon now. You look at Comoros, mm-hmm. you look at Ethiopia, you could yeah. look at Malawi. Malawi, Malawi yeah. I mean, their best player is playing in South Africa, Capatino Mango. You look at uh, you know. Uh, you look at other countries. Madagascar was one example I used to make. They don't have much resources. They don't have those standards mm, that you're talking about. But what they do, uh, for example, Comoros just went all out and said, no, we'll recruit all our players that are eligible to play for Comoros, even if they are born in Europe or if they grow up in Europe. And look where they are now. Madagascar mm. did the same thing. And look where Madagascar went. They went to the quarterfinal in 2019. Mm. Uh, look at, at, at you know so you look at all these countries you look at, at the trend and you see that sometimes even if you don't have the resources but it's about you organizing yourself and using you know the players that you have I mean in South Africa for example now I'm speaking from a position where I know that uh, there's over 50 players that are 25 and below that are eligible to play for this country that are playing overseas but if you look they'll only select seven players into the, into the squad. And then we wonder, why, 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 are we, why are we not spreading our net as wide as, as, as other countries are? And I think we should look into that and bring the players yeah. that are quality. Not everyone, but the players that are quality are going to add some value into the national team. And but I think that's that, going to be very important for us. Yeah, Prince, and I, and I love the fact that you said that because more than that, as soon as you start doing that, like you said, Camors and Madagascar naturalizing players, as soon as you do that, the, the knock-on effect is you automatically uplift the standard of the players around you because now you're setting the standard. You're saying this is the quality of players we're fetching. They know how to read the game. They're technically superior. So now you've got to start performing at that level. Otherwise, you don't make the squad. So that, that is valid in terms of, we, obviously, in terms of development and what Wonga, 
just in case you didn't notice, Prince, Wonga is a development coach here in the country, and that's why his emphasis is focusing on improving that sort of level here. So oh, I don't know if you picked no, that one no, up. That's, that's his, no, I noticed that that's his, you know, that's his passion in yeah, this conversation, and, you know. And, 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 yeah, and yeah, that's good. That's good and, we're missing, and, and, and we're missing another member. He's the, he's the coach of University of Pretoria's Varsity Cup team. He just yeah. said that he's they're playing a match against Sundown's FD, uh, MDC team, so he couldn't make it, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but um, no, but no, no, just, thanks, just, guys. But, but hold on, hold on. Before he goes, Bonga, I just want to. We've got a question here from Tsapang Makufane. And uh, last one before you go, Prince, uh, do we still have a little bit more time or are you going to bounce now? No, no problem. I'm, I'm here. You said you guys said the show until half past eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you still have uh, No okay. problem. I'm around. I'm around. Okay, sure. So Tsapang's asking, he's saying, good thing that we're talking about the coaches and the leagues. He says, what's your take on the PSL? Is it as good as what we think it is, or is it part of the reason why the national team is also swack in his words? No, 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 without a doubt, without a doubt. I think <laughs> even those who doubted that, you know, the PSL is the quality has dropped so badly. Um, you know, this just is just like a nail on the or it's just this is a nail on the head because um, I mean, I in terms of money. Number one in terms of marketing, PSL is number one. In terms of facilities and everything, PSL is number one. But in terms of the playing, the 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 the, the competition uh, in the league, no, it's very it's very worrying. And I think, as I've said before, one of the factors is the fact that uh, teams in the PSL don't believe in young players. What you end up seeing, you'll end up watching Bernard, Bernard Parker since you were 15 years old until you are 30 years old. And I think then the teams then rotate Bernard Parker amongst themselves, selling and buying, you know, uh, Bernard yes. Parker, you know, amongst themselves. And then, you you know, you find no. players that are less. But if you bring yeah. players that are younger and hungrier, you'll push the older players to also be con- co- competent. All these ones are trying to get into the team. But now you don't see young players coming through. You find a 23-year-old, this youngster is, you know, is making his debut, this youngster, and then the youngster plays, but then you find that nobody believes in him and is, is back in the bench or back you know, with, the, with the reserve team or whatever, and it's a big problem. Yeah. So the standard of the PSL is very low. And if you look at our best player mm. now, Temba Zwane, where was he in these past two games? Mm, he was nowhere. 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 Mm. And, and, he, and he started both games, and, and I couldn't believe it. He stayed on the field against Sudan when they took off Luther and, uh, and, 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 and Percy. Uh, and he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. She, she was no way. And, uh, and, and, yeah, I mean, he must also go because he's 30 years old, 31. Um, he, he needs to go now. Uh, we, need to, we, need, we, need to, we need our old, Guys, oldest players to be 28 years old. Yeah? But the fact, the, exactly. fact that, the fact that you've got a Bradley Krobler still being thrown in the mix there for a national team because we've got no one else to mm. score goals. If, we, if, we're looking, if we're looking at the quality of the league and you're going, okay, if one of the top goal scorers is 33 years old and he's scoring 13 goals and that's who we're looking to call up to the squad, what then fundamentally is flawed in the league that well, number one, we can't score goals. Number two, you're relying on a guy who doesn't, he's not the most of natural, in my opinion, natural finishes, and yet that's the best we have. That's the best we have. So it also starts showing you like the, the way in which we play. We don't play to necessarily the coach i've always said this from day one football coaches in this country don't play to win games they play not to lose games and as soon as you set up like that there's only so much you can do in terms of advancing the culture advancing the player style and it's to what you're saying prince as soon as you you you're afraid to sort of go forward you kind of inhibit any other potential because you're going to rely on experience because experience says let's keep it tight at the back let's hoof the ball long and you're not teaching anyone anything so if you're playing younger players 
and you're playing. And also, what's the worst case scenario, Prince? You play a lot of young players. What happens? We don't qualify for something. Is, is, it's currently what's happening I, now. Honestly, I, I just think, you know, honestly, I don't know if I'm too op- optimistic, but you, we've got a group currently of uh, players that have qualified for the Under-17 World Cup. They've qualified yeah. for the Under-20 World Cup two times. They've qualified for the Olympics now. And they are playing regular first-team football in their teams, whether it's local or abroad. They are playing against the same players. Andy Lechali is facing Tebukhomukwena. Tebukhomukwena is outclassing Andy Lechali in the league. What could go wrong when Tebukhomukwena goes to the national team? Sipombulu have seen what he, what he can do. He's outclassing these players week in, week out in the league. Gif Lins is play, performing in Denmark. He's outclassing players. You've got Luther Singh in Portugal is doing well and many other players, but... What is it that when they come to the national team is going to be so difficult to play against Saotome? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's poor. Man. You know? So, so and, I don't think that's, that's where the thinking goes wrong for me. Yeah. You know, you know when, you, when you mention these, these players, you know, I, I actually realized that we've qualified now for, for two consecutive Olympics. Um, but the players that, that qualify for those Olympics, how many of those players end up playing for the national team? You know, because you look at, you, you know, you look at um, Lyle Foster, um, you know, you Luther Sings. You know, these guys are obviously qualifying for your under-20 World Cups, under-17 World Cups. Your Le Chavelas, they're there. Your um, Riff Rosslers, there. You know what I mean? Um, I know there's the, the captain of the under-23 uh, or was the under-20 team. That Precious. one who just moved to, the one who moved to Russia. Um, mm. Yeah, um, Menage. He plays, he plays in Ukraine, in Menage. He, he's never played for the Bafana Bafana, but he's the captain of our junior teams. And I can't, I can't believe if you're the captain of your junior team, how can you not be picked? I actually, it's actually yeah. similar to what actually, what actually happened in the past. I don't know if you remember in the past where Raman Pashele ne, was the captain of our, mm-hmm. captain of our junior teams. Ne? Mm. And he never got picked in Bafana until much later on. Whereas he should... He was 26 years old. You know, he, he, he was the guy who was the captain of our junior teams and doing well in our junior teams and, and they would qualify for whatever, whatever. And Rama just never got picked even when he was at Sundowns, he never got picked. I think he only got picked at the end of his career at Sundowns and when he started playing for Chiefs. But, you know, now the, now the new captain of, of under-23, um, I mean, the, the, that guy, he's not being picked, you know. It, and it's, and, it's, and it's, it's ridiculous, the fact that these players that are, that are getting us into Olympics. Olympics is, is a tough situation to get in. You know, you have to do group stages. Then you do that tournament in Egypt where they were playing, uh, where only the top, five, only top, top four or top five go through. And they managed to qualify. No, 100%. I think, um, you know what, you're speaking about something that I've spoken to about so many times. Ramachan Pasele, his story about him only getting his first cap, you know, when he was 26 years old, but he was the captain of Amachita. Uh, that uh, the likes of Andy Lechali, Tulan Serrero, you know, but yeah. he was given his, his cap when he was 26. You've got Teshas Malepe now, he's 24 this year, he's not been called up, not even once to the national team, and he's playing at the highest level in, in Ukraine. And you've got Luke Luru, who's also a former Amachita captain, he's doing his thing in Sweden, playing week in, week out with Fabek, uh, but he's not even looked, you know, Towards now, currently we've got now the recent captain Rowan Human is doing his thing in Israel. Uh, now we don't know what is going to happen with him if he's going to call called up or not. But when you look at the trend, the, he's not even in the discussions, but he's already playing first team football. Brazil in 1994 took Ronaldo to the World Cup, but Ronaldo was sitting in the stands the whole tournament. What was Brazil doing to Ronaldo? They were getting him ready for 1998 World Cup. And when Ronaldo came into, into the picture, 1998 World Cup, Ronaldo was, was, was doing wonders then. 2 and 3 won them the World Cup. Why can't we learn from these things? What is it that 
you are going to take three th three 31-year-olds uh, and you are only going to play one 31-year-old, but you are going to uh, have spots that are filled by other 31-year-olds who are debutants in the, in the squad. They just called Tabang Munare now uh, for the, to go to the national team after after years of Tabang Munare doing well, but they only called him now to the squad. Mm, and yeah. they played him against Sudan. They threw him in the deep. And Munare, Munare, I think, is almost the same age as Andy Lechali and, and all those guys. Ben Mutuari, is, is, it was also like it was, it was unfamiliar territory for him to play in the sure. national team. And, and, they, played and them they, together, they were thrown in the, the dark. Then they played them nice. together. But nice. now, that, that, that's where, that's where I, I fail to understand the thinking. Do we pick age or do we pick players because they are doing well and they are performing? And if you look at guys like Tebu Khomukwena, the boy literally grew up in the national team. He's going to have stage, stage fright when he gets there because he's played for Bafana Bafana. He's not going to have stage fright. He's played in qualifiers. He's played in friendlies. Why is he not playing in the national team? Sipombu, the same thing. They've all came through the system. Why are they not being played in the national team? And now, here we are now. We have not introduced these boys. The old players have failed. You will find a trend where we go to the World Cup qualifiers in June. They are going to call Andy Lechali to come to the to the national team again. <laughs> the you man know? is getting so we, injuries in the qualifiers for dribbling someone. Andy Lechali got injured for dribbling someone, <laughs> and because he's not playing as regularly at Mamelodi Sundown. Yeah, so true, true. you know, so so so, uh, so we really need to look. I know we love some of the even us as fans. You'll find a fan now coming and say. I want Brashlompo the national team. You look and say, ah, Brash, please, man. Brashlompo is turning 36. <laughs> but, you know, you find that, that kind of problem. But Germany, what they do in Germany and other countries who are, who are progressive in sport, they pick players according to generations. So if you are born between 1990 and 93 or 94, let's say, you are a generation. And when, all of, when, when that generation is finished, all of you retire, and then the next generation comes through. Leroy Sane has yeah, not been playing it, football at Man City, but he, at Germany they kept on calling him because Leroy Sane was part of the bigger picture in terms of that generation, uh, this generation yes. now that we're seeing of German football. Oh, Lam yeah, and Schoenstein and all of them, they retired together. That's true. Ozil's, Ozil's, generation is being, Ozil's generation is being phased out slowly but surely. Yeah, mm, Boateng, is, mm. Boateng, is, Boateng is out, Kedira is out, Ozil is out, Mulai is out. It's only Neuer. Um, yeah, it's basically only Neuer that, that, and that, that's from the... And Kroos, Kroos, yeah, yes. yeah, it's only Noya and Kroos who are from Uzo's generation. Otherwise, everyone else is in, is in the is in the what 100%. I call now the the Gundogans, um, Emre Chans, and the ones that follow after that. But you 100%. see, even those players, That's how they know we should like, do things. They know themselves that they, you know, that, that's the nice thing. Those players know that. Look, this is the time. They are probably given this much time, you know, and they're going to try and accomplish these things. Once they've accomplished what they need to accomplish. Or yeah. they see, or they assess, and they say that look, this is not possible. Or they, and they even assess, like you're saying, they look at the the upcoming talent. Am I hindering someone? I had my chance, you know. I've had seven yeah. years here. There's yeah. someone who's coming now. Is it fair for me to go play another four years? And they look and they say, oh, then they make a decision, and they and they'll make a decision based on that. But here, yeah, yeah, as long as you've got a walking stick, as long as you have a walking stick, you still have a chance of getting a call up. Hundred <laughs> percent. You know, you see, yeah. you see, you see, Dean Feynman going overseas to go be with his family to play in the fourth division. But, you know, basically the guy is saying, okay, guys, I've had enough. He's going to England to play in the fourth division, but you still find a coach calling Dean Feman back. And Dean Feman is sending mm -hmm. 33 in June, you know? And, and, and we need to understand that at 32, 33, that's a retirement age. You know, that's the latest retirement age. 
to a certain extent because there are players that are special like we know closer he was a, still a machine you know Ronaldo still a machine now yeah. but for majority like I said for majority of the generation they, they should be able, they should retire in, in you know to, within a certain space of time well, and yeah well, I know Prince, in South Africa as long as it's still getting but what's interesting sorry I just wanted to add everything that you're saying makes if we're looking at how these the top top clubs are being run now never mind national teams top top clubs where if we if we look at the national team, remember Germany did that that sort of system where they had a terrible World Cup and they they're known for doing really well. They had a terrible World Cup. They scrapped the team. They started with youngsters. They built that four-year dream and they ended up winning the next World Cup. And now when we're looking at football clubs like Liverpool's, like Red Bulls, their emphasis is placed on signing younger players, develop them under the philosophy that the coach has, and then when they're good enough or they're not good enough, you flog them from a business perspective. You're making money. It should be no different from a national team perspective where you, you're getting these players, you're developing them to a certain level. Either they get the chance and they do well or they don't. They sink or swim. And then you get the next players in. And that's exactly everything you're saying from a federation. And if they're doing it at a, at a club level for finances, how is that different from a national level where it's run professionally? Um, but just to move, a, move aside, we've, we've got a Lyle Foster fan, Prince. Someone's asking, um, he's still a top, is he still a top player? Is he still doing the business there? What's happening with Lyle Foster at the moment? Um, Lyle Foster, um, by the way, personally, one of my favorite players. I believe he's got massive potential, you know, to do well. But I just think, you know, um, this is in particular, Lyle Foster has been unfortunate, very, very unfortunate. Because, number one, uh, okay, he just got to a new team. Uh, he was diagnosed with, diagnosed with covid at some point, he tested positive. When he just returned, he had a, po- a food uh, poisoning um, issue. Uh, uh, from there, um, he had a food poisoning issue. And then from there, when he returned, you know, there were personal family issues that were that had him to take some time off because of, you know, some family bereavements and all of those things. So then they asked, sure. they asked him, please take some time off. When he returned, they said, please go. I think in January, they said, please go start with a bit. Well, he asked that, you know what, coach, I'm not in the right space, you know, and they were struggling to get into the team because of all these things that are happening. He would make the mistake squad. After make, making the mistake squad, you find that he's got a stomach bug or whatever, COVID and all these things. So he asked to start with the big team, which is where now he's playing. He's been playing 90 minutes. I was quite surprised when he was called up to the national team. In fact, to be honest, he was surprised. His father was surprised as well to say, how, okay, how did the, how did Lyle make it to the squad? <laughs> because from all we knew, Lyle was not playing regular first football. He was starting to establish himself, uh, you know, uh, with the B team, uh, looking at, you know, playing more minutes before coming back to the first team, which is where he is now. The lucky part about him is that he's 20 years old. Uh, he's turning 21 later this year, around September. But what I told him is that there are so many players that have got a lot of potential, a lot of, a lot of potential, but potential enough does not uh, get to a successful career. He needs to start scoring goals. That's what he needs yeah. to start doing. Yeah. And, 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 and beyond... Yeah, exactly. And beyond you know, the 2021-22 yeah. season, we can't... We, we, even if we, we believe in his potential, but we can't, speak, we can't speak for him, except if he speaks yeah. on the field. So I'm looking at, at him uh, playing more in, in, in next season. And yeah, um, he's, got, he's, got a lot of, he's got a lot of, of options that he needs to consider. Uh, there's a team in Belgium that wants him. Uh, Victoria wants to keep him, and he's got another loan offer from another team in the Portuguese top flight. So he will decide what happens, but he just needs to start playing and, and uh, scoring goals because, I mean, we can only speak for him for so much and expect for so we expect 
something for him from him for so much. But now he needs to put that potential into practice. That's that's that's, and I'm hoping for the best for for the young man. Not true, not true. Uh, Prince, you know when you touch obviously on Lyle now, um, I'm thinking now as well. Uh, so there was a question that was asked. You know, do you think that um, uh, Portugal can be almost like a gateway? Um, destination for, 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 for South African players, you know. We've got more than five players, I think, now that are in Portugal. Obviously, Tibang Pete um, is, 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 is doing well, you know. I mean, you've got your Luther Sings, then you've got, uh, I think it's a trailer uh, who's playing for uh, in the first, is it the first division side, you know. I mean, I think we've probably got second about five division now, second, <clears throat> yeah. So we've got about six players who are who are playing in, in Portugal, there's Pepe as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yes. So, so only Tebampete. I think he's the only one who's above the age of 24 of those ones, and the rest are obviously under 24. They what 19, 20, 21, and 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 so on. Do you think Portugal can be almost like a gateway, um, like the Portuguese league sees that these South African guys are doing well? Let's actually go to South Africa and see what what else is there in the youth systems and so so on. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I always say. Um, you know, if you look at the West Africans, how they do things, West Africans and North Africans, in fact, when you move to Europe, you, you must remember that it's not only about, you know, your, 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 your performance on the field, but there's a culture issue. There's even, to a certain extent, the diet issue. There's, you know, the whole adapting phase. And then you adapt also to the style of play and how they do things there. So when you get there at the age of 17, 18, it gives you an advantage because at least to give yourself two years to adapt to everything before you can start playing regularly and have adapted. So I think Portugal has given us that opportunity. And I think now there's a rising number in Sweden as well. We've seen the likes of Aie, Matthews, Luru, and now today Moon and uh, Dean Solomon's just moved to, to the same club. So we've got five players in one club. Uh, so if, we, if our players can learn to start from... Uh, the smaller teams at a young age. And then from there, then that's when they adapt. I mean, we've seen, people see Did now when he's playing at Leicester City, but Did he spent so much time in, in Belgium. We've seen Mares, Mares has moved from League Two in France to go play for Leicester City in the Championship. So our players need to start in the lower leagues. They need to start in the academies and adapt and then move forward. Uh, for example, if Lechabella now starts playing in the Premier League, who's going to stop him now? Nobody, because he's been through that system for the past seven years at Leicester and he's now part of the family and he's adapted to everything there. And I think that's what we need to do because Keegan Dolu moved at 24, Pesita moved at 24, and till today, all those players, I could say, they are still adapted. They've not found their best form and they are yeah. all above 20 and they're all above 25. So the, the younger they move into Portugal, Sweden, Denmark, and all these, and all these leagues, Mohamed Kudus, who was just killing us now, started in, in, in Denmark and now is with Ajax Amsterdam. From Amsterdam, you can go to Barcelona or Real Madrid. So that's the, right, that's the system that we need to adapt to. We must stop calling these leagues farmers' leagues and uh, fishermen's and all these things, you know? Yeah, that's and, true, 100%. And, and that's, that's so valid because when you're taking the, the likes of the lads moving over when they're 24, the, the expectation is different. If you're being signed as a 24-year-old and you're coming from South Africa, the expectation in Europe is that you're at a certain standard or certain level. So there's a lot more pressure. So adapting, number mm. one, is already difficult. But now you really have to perform. If you're coming in younger at a lower league, you can be given that affordance to make the mistakes required to develop. And the, 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 the scouts and the leagues and the coaches aren't as harsh. And I think that's a valid, valid point, Prince. That's nail on the head there. No, but 100%. Yeah. Sadio Mane was in Austria before he moved to the Premier League. 
before yeah. Austria was in League Two. You know, so so I'm saying the pattern is the same. You know, we 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 need to be patient. We just need to get the boys over at young age. Like that boy Pelo Mashiko, I was referring to is 17, but playing first team in the third division of Germany. When he moved to Bundesliga, it won't be much of a difference because they 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 are set up there. The professional setup and the competition is the difference is not that much. And now if you're 18 and moving to the Bundesliga, by the time you're 21, oof, yeah, Difficult. you know you, you could be doing very well. Yeah. So so, so, so that's my thoughts. So I just want to I just want to reel it back to more specific to what Selo was saying with regards to the question. If you have to look across all the leagues in Europe right now, and obviously we've got some guys in Sweden and we've got some guys in Portugal, in terms of which league in Europe do you think is geared best for our local players? Yeah, I, I, I would I would say Portugal. I would say, I would say Portugal. In my opinion, I would say Portugal. Then move to France, and then from France you can move to anywhere or. You can move to Portugal, and we know that Portugal, by the way, is the league that exports the most English Premier League players. So they're the ones that give the EPL most players that are in the world. They are the best league that gives, you know, the EPL players. So if you move to Portugal and you do it in Portugal, you can move straight from Portugal to England. And now with the new rules in England, it makes life not so difficult for our boys to move, you know, move over to England. But yeah, I can say if if for me the right pattern to be to be to move to from Portugal. Uh, to to France and and then move to any league in the world because I think France and 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 po- France and Portugal they're best suited for our players and and I think also uh, La Liga is more suited for our players than the English Premier League in my opinion because uh, La Liga is more about you know the, the the technical ability of a player more than you know the tactics because in English they focus on the tactics the the physical side of it but in La Liga if you are a skillful South African you you are able to improvise. You you can you can thrive there. You know that's that's just my opinion. Yeah, fair enough. Selo uh, Wonga, do you guys? I see. Oh, before we ask our final questions, there, Prince, we do have someone. Cantona G has come up saying, "Keep up working really hard there with the players we have available in Europe. We can achieve big things." And he's just saying, "Thanks for the work there, Prince." So that's a, a nice little shout out. Wonga Selo, do Thank you guys you have much. any any final questions for Prince before we say goodbye? No, no. I think, I think, I think we've we've, we've covered everything. Um, I just hope that obviously tomorrow we get positive news and that that Mulefinsegi um, can 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 resign and do the right thing. Yeah. And you know, and and I think. But oh wait, but actually no. Um, Prince, do you think bringing in someone like I know obviously he's not coached a professional team, ne? Do you think it would be wrong to think of a person like Tab Tab uh, Tabang Senong as a potential coach? I know, yes. It's similar to Nseki, ne? because Nseki coached 17, but Sanong coached 17 and 20 for so long, for like about six, eight years. So Luther Singh has come through his hands, Nwobo um, has come through his hands, Frostla, um, all these guys, you know what I mean? They, they've, they've, come through his, they've come through his hands, um, your, your Fosters, they've come through his hands, you know what I mean? And he's, he's qualified for two World Cups. I think it's under 17 and under 20 World Cup. Is it... Are we going backwards because... Of that, but but he's also proven himself better than Umtiki, for instance. Yeah, I think uh, honestly, I mean, he did excellently when he was with under twenty, with under twenties. I mean, in terms of qualifying for the World Cups, um, uh, as much as you know, he had his own you know issues with picking overseas players and all of this, but I think he did very well. And I think for me, like I was saying, I think with a friend some some weeks ago that. I think he's, he's the head coach of Lesotho currently, and I think Correct. that's the right path. Is the right path that he's taking, 
if he can be able to coach the, you know, get the necessary experience. When he needs to come back here, I don't think anyone can question him because he has he's coaching in the suit, he's proving himself there. Uh, you know, let's just see how, how it goes there. I, you know, I know that Lusutu earlier on was losing one nil against Nigeria. I don't know how that game ended, but I just think you know that's the right. He's getting the right experience. He's been through the system. I think you know in the future, if his name was to come up, you know, I don't think you know if if he if he had worked because now the difference is that now he's coaching as a head coach, you know, of of now an African country. So I think that speaks volume, and I think you know if he can continue to to, to do the work and getting all the experience. When he needs to come back, you know, those credentials will speak for, for themselves for him. No cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Wonga, final question. Then I've just got one more. Less serious one. Uh, <laughs> another question. I, just, I think for, I just like, just for me, I just find it funny that we, all of us can sit here, um, you know, come from looking at, at the, 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 the final situation from uh, different angles, especially the guys um, commenting there. Um, and sort of come with sort of similar ways in which to fix the problem. Um, but you've got the guys who are actually in control, you know, and, and, and I mean, Prince has even said he's reached out to them, you know, and these guys can't even come up with these things or haven't even started implementing these things. It's just, it just baffles me. That's, that's all I want to say. Um, Prince, final one here. We've got someone asking, is it important to you that your partner supports the same team as you? <laughs> and, and her, name, her, name, her, name is, her name is Kaketso and she's from I think it's called the Fast Breakfast SA where they talk about basketball or Fast Break or Fast Break oh, SA okay. yeah, they are yeah, basketball yeah. I know I, you know I don't really I don't really think that matters to be honest with you but I don't think that really matters she's as long watching. as she supports as long as she supports she's something. Watching. I don't really I don't really care. I don't really care. <laughs> you know? Uh yeah, no, it, it actually it, yeah, no, as long as she supports supports the game, you know, she's passionate about the game or she you know, most you know, I don't even want to lie, you know, it's hard to find partners that actually even care about what's happening in the game and passionate about the game. So, so I, for me I don't I don't as, as long as uh, she she supports and she's passionate. She's passionate to support but, something. I don't really care about that. We just have to on match day. We just have to sit apart. You know what I mean? Me me <laughs> me, 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 me. I have I, I have it very tricky because I'm a Man United and Kale Chief supporter. And my partner supports Arsenal and Orlando Pirates. So I hey. so there's there's, there's, ne- there's never there's never harmony there's never harmony in the households. You know what I mean? You know. It's it's so I blame you know, but I blame the I blame the scouting net- network there. So you should have done your, your homework. You should have gotten Prince to do the the data collection and gotten the right things. And so um, he has the options. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, last final final thing here, Prince. We've got Darren putting in a, a long. He loves his essays, and he says, "What do you guys reckon on?" for this squad for World, World Cup qualifiers coming up. So this is the list he's put together. He's got Williams in goals. He says that's the best we have. He says at right back, we've got Frostler. At center back, Mal- actually, you know what? I'll be more comfortable, Selo, if you take the lead here, yeah, just for uh, pronunciation uh, purposes. He says, he, says, he says center back, Malepe, Pete, left back, Maela, defensive mid, Piri, left center mid, Zungu, right attacking mid, Tau, right wing, Dolly, uh, uh, oh, no. Left wing Dolly and then um Singh and then Mutiba. So basically a four two three one with Dolly Tau and Singh behind Mutiba. And then on the bench with uh who's it? Solomon, Kutsia, Links, Lashabela, Sitole, Mukocho, and Foster and Chauke on the bench. 
Yeah, no, that's that. You know, we've got so much talent, man. Uh, he's asking if well, I, I think that's a, I think that that's a good list, but I would definitely not play unless Jolie changes his situation at the club. I would definitely be playing Kiflings ahead of him. Uh, I think that's the, from, from from what I could pick up from the list. I I, I think, and I hope that he puts the frost light at right back and at left back. Yeah. I would have Ngobeni yeah. of of, of Bluefontein Celtics, and I think I, I'll be fine with that. Okay, perfect. No, that's cool. Nice. That's cool. And do we all agree that Percy Town needs to leave Brighton end of the season? No, guys. I think I think it's an adjustment period, guys. I think I think I think they said they're preparing him for next season. Let's okay. see. Let's see. Right, next, right. Guys, let's, let's see. Let's see next season, guys. I think it's too early to, to write him off. You saw Timo Werner has struggled in the Premier League, guys. Let's give Percy mm, Town another. Akim Ziyech is the same. Exactly. You know, I mean, these guys take time. You know, and 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 mm. and, and and Brighton. Is fighting relegation. The coach for him now to pick a player he's not 100% sure about and he's still trying to integrate. Yeah. You're going to not pick him. You're going to rather pick the guys that you know and you've been having there for two years. So next season, if he's still benching, then let's, then he can leave. Yeah. No, no, no. I agree. It's not easy. Like I said earlier, that when you move to a country, I mean, you just move from Belgium. Belgium and England is like yeah. five times. It's like you take, you know, you, you jump five grades. And then you are in grade 12 because now England, like I said, is the best league in the world. You jump from grade grade nine or grade eight to grade 12. It's not easy. You get there. There's Neil Mope. You get there. There's the Daniel Alpeck. You get there. There's many other players. It was always going to not be easy. So let's give him until next season and see. We know that we've been through this so many times. He's going to come back. Yeah, true. Yeah, I have, I have been impressed by that with him. I'll never forget, um, just in case you guys didn't know, uh, when he was doing his thing here locally, he was in one of the kickoff magazines and they asked me to illustrate him as a lion. And I was drawing this thing and I just, I couldn't stop like looking at him physically and I go, how's this guy a lion? <laughs> physically, I just, I couldn't understand it. And then literally a couple, of, and this I think was four years ago. And now we're talking about the man playing in the Premier League, you know, skipping his exactly. matric certificate and going straight for a PhD. So it's, it's, it's really incredible. Um, and yeah, yeah, no, he's always more, come back. He's always come back. Yeah. Even when he yeah. was with Sundowns, they loaned him to Whitbeck Spurs and he came back strong and won Kev. Uh, when they loaned him to the second division in Belgium, we know what he did, the playoff the year, and then he was playing Champions League the next season with Bruges. Uh, so, so, you know, this is Casey. He's done it, you know, so many times. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm confident he will, do, he will do well. And I think by, in terms of we're talking about facts, he's the only player in Brighton's history to have a song named or sung, sung after him without ever kicking a ball for them. <laughs> Just in case yeah. you guys didn't know that. <laughs> no, that's so true. He's already doing it down, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They love him. They love him. All right, gentlemen, thank you very much for the evening. Prince, thank you so much for giving us your time and joining us. We have a lot of people just saying, like, it's incredible we got you on. They were dying to hear from you. So thank you very much. And, um, yeah, have a fantastic evening, gents. And we'll see you guys on Thursday. We've got another guest lined up. Uh, I don't want to say too much, but he, he's, he's, uh, based, yeah, he's based somewhere else. Yep. And uh, remember, guys, if you don't know what to be. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Oh, Thanks a cool. lot. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Sure, sure. Oh, Cheers. Too, Darren. <laughs> right. No.